All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees take two of three from the Nationals. They win on both Saturday and Sunday in walk-off fashion. Coming back to win a game on Saturday, they had no business winning against Max Scherzer uh, and really Brad Hand in the bullpen, and then winning on Sunday despite blowing a lead. Uh, Friday night's game was pretty much a disaster. Uh, three to three game in the eighth. They bring in Jonathan Loizaga, who I spent Friday writing about how I trust in him uh, right now, second most in the bullpen. After Roldis Chapman, I trust Jonathan Loizaga the most, and I'm shocked to write that. I'm shocked to say that because of how bad he really was last year in high leverage situations that he was thrown into without really earning or deserving the spot in those situations, especially in the postseason. But this year he's looked like a different guy. And up until the other night, he had looked like a different guy. He entered that game 18 and a third innings, uh, two earned runs allowed. And then in about 10 seconds, he gave up four runs the other night, just recording an out. Luis Sessa came in to make sure he, uh, fucked over Loisaga and his ERA by giving up a few more runs, letting all of Loisaga's base runners score. Uh, And then the Yankees go on to lose that game because of the bullpen. And this team has been so reliant on the bullpen all season that when they haven't hit or when their starting pitching has sucked, the bullpen stepped up. But they blew the game on Thursday with Chad Green melting down against the Astros. They blew the game on Friday with Jonathan Loisaga melting down against the Nationals. And if this team's bullpen isn't going to pitch with the way the offense has been now through 34 games, they're going to have big problems. The good thing is the bullpen did bounce back on Saturday and Sunday, uh, and they and they were able to win the last two games of the series. Now, when I say Loisaga is the second most trusted reliever for me that's because Zach Britton's hurt that's because Darren O'Day's hurt you put those two in there I'd go Chapman uh just because he's been on another planet I mean I haven't felt this good about a reliever since Mariano and not even Patances when he was going as right as he could go and didn't have control issues or holding runners issues because no runners were getting on even then I didn't trust him this much and that's scary because I know the Chapman who's ruined two seasons (laughs) who ruined uh, the you know the 19 and 20 seasons with home runs and a guy who can come in and walk the bases loaded or need 30 pitches to get three outs or make it an event, that guy probably still exists. I don't know that him becoming a three-pitch pitcher changes that other than the fact that he's been so good early on here in the season. So it's him, then it's Britton, then it's O'Day, then it's Loise again. Green are starting even to me. And the reason Green isn't higher, and even though Loisaga's sample size of doing in his career is much smaller than Green, is the fact that I've seen Green do what he did on Thursday a lot of times. I've seen him do that same shit a lot of times. And I saw Loisaga do it so much that I didn't think, he, you know, I didn't trust him going into the season, but he has looked just different this year. Minus Friday. And then Saturday, the Yankees can't score against Max Scherzer because, you know, when Max Scherzer's going right, no one can score against him. He's. A Hall of Famer. He's going to the Hall. He's a guy that the Yankees probably should have been on when he was a free agent way back when and didn't. And he's probably the best free agent signing in the history of the sport. That's how good he's been with the Nationals. And if there comes a time this season when he's made available because of the, the, you know his contract ending because the Nationals aren't likely to be in it just because they're not very good, the Yankees have to be in on that. They can't let him go somewhere else the way they let Verlander go to the Astros, or the way they let Cole go to the Astros, or the way they let Granke go to the Astros. And then they're sitting there, sitting on their thumbs, getting fucking dominated in the ALCS for two games. That can't happen again. Either he has to stay in the National League, or he cannot go to someone the Yankees could potentially see in October. 
And I know we're a long ways from October, and this team's 18 and 16, and they're two games above 500, even though they've won 12 out of 17. But something to think about down the line, even though it's, you know, three months from now, a little less than three months from now, I guess. Uh, but they come back and win that game against Brad Hand, who I wanted the Yankees sign in the offseason. I thought because the Indians just sort of not tendered him, let him go, he seemed like a good piece, another elite piece they could have used. Uh, but he just does not pitch well against the Yankees. You go back to that wild card series last year, he blew game two, he blows Saturday's game, he blows Sunday's game. He just, something about him. And that's, I mean, that's sort of what the Yankees do against left-handed pitching. Patrick Corbin did okay against them, but that's what they're going to do against lefties. And then when they see someone like Max Scherzer, or they fucking turn Ross like they did Sunday into Greg Maddox, the guy hasn't been good in, what, six, five years, make him look like Greg Maddox, that's what they're going to do against right-handed pitching. They just can't hit it, especially if, if you have a slider. If you have a slider and you're facing the Yankees, you know, you're getting six innings, one earned run, maybe two, if they get lucky and they swat a solo home run. So Saturday's game, they come back, they score in the 10th, and... That game really bothered me. When Mike Ford's doing there in the 10th inning trying to sacrifice Bunt, Boone, what the fuck are you doing? The guy hadn't tried to sacrifice Bunt in nine years since he was playing in the Cape Cod League in college. He's never had to sacrifice Bunt as a professional, yet you send him to the plate with that idea. And if not for Brad Hand being unable to find the strike zone and throwing three out of four pitches out of the zone, we're probably sitting here talking about how the Yankees are maybe 500 again. They got lucky that Brad Hand couldn't find the strike zone, and they got lucky that Mike Ford hit a ball on the ground There just no one was because of the shift. That was just idiotic, but that's Aaron Boone, and that's what you're going to get when Aaron Boone's your manager. And you got some more Aaron Boone on Sunday when the Yankees led to nothing. They got six good innings out of scumbag Domingo Herman, and then he lets Herman go back out for the seventh. And I get that his pitch count was low, but this is very anti-Boone. This is letting a guy face a lineup for the third time, something he never does. He doesn't let Garrett Cole do it. So why is he going to let scumbag Herman do it? And why are you going to do it after Josh Bell hits a double, he's on second with an out, and you have Kyle Schwarber up for the third time against Herman? Herman's not any good. Let's remember that. It's not like we're talking about a number one, number two guy going through the lineup a third time. This isn't Cole. It's not Scherzer. It's Domingo Herman. And Scumbag Herman gets ahead of Schwarber 1-2. Paul O'Neill calls it. He calls it, and Schwarber hits a fucking missile to the second deck in right field. Where was Lucas Lickie? Where was Wandy Peralta? Lucas Lickie was most likely unnecessarily unavailable because of the dumb Aaron Boone rules he had pitched the day before. And we know where Wandy Peralta was. And, it, and it's scary to say, but Aaron Boone was holding Wandy Peralta back for Juan Soto's late inning at bat, whenever that might come. It didn't matter what the score was going to be then. It didn't matter what the situation was going to be then. And it didn't matter that a situation or a better score opportunity for a lefty-on-lefty situation presented itself. He did not care. He was not putting Wandy Peralta in there to face Schorber. He was going to save him no matter what for Soto because he's made Licky unavailable. That's how dumb this guy is who's managing the Yankees. The same guy who three years ago in the playoffs against Boston let CeCe Sabathia go through the Red Sox lineup an entire second time. And when he was asked why he did it, he said it was because he wanted Sabathia to face Jackie Bradley, the number nine hitter. So we let him go through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, give up the runs that ended the Yankee season just so he could face the nine hitter. So there is precedent for dumb moves like this from Boone. 
and the and the Boone fan club, there's not many of them left. But those who say, "Oh, he can't manage," you know, for six months, like he's going to manage in October, but he does. He does do that. The things you see him do in May matter because he's going to pull him out five months from now. He does it every year. He does same shit every year in October. And when you see him do something like that, it has to scare you. When you see him having Mike Ford sacrifice bunt, it has to scare you. Because these are dumbass moves from a dumbass guy, and he'll do them in much bigger games. And right now the games are pretty fucking big. Because when you start out the season you know, losing 15 or 10 out of 15, and you're four games under at the end of April, every game matters. Thankfully, the Yankees came back and, and won the game, a game that they should have won all along, that they blew and then had to come back and win against a Nationals team that can't hit. And yeah, they have Scherzer and they have Corbin and and their bullpen's okay, and when Strasburg comes back, they'll be that much better. But who's scaring you in the, in the lineup of the Nationals? Trey Turner and Juan Soto? That's it? So that's a team that the Yankees should have beat. They should have won the series, and they did. It just shouldn't have been so hard. That's the They just sort of make things hard, though. And the offense, I, I wrote about it on Friday. I talked about it on Friday that I thought this team had changed. I thought they had turned it around. But have they really? They've scored 36 runs in eight games in May. That's four and a half runs per game. Two of those eight games came against the Tigers. And they only scored eight runs in those two games against the Tigers. That's not very good. And if you look back, their best game of May, they scored seven runs against the Astros, but three of those seven runs came on an error from Alex Bregman when he threw it away with the bases loaded. So they've scored 15 runs now over their last four games, and two of those 15 were, were runners that were automatically put on base in the dumbass extra inning rule. So they've really only scored 13 runs in their last four games. So I was wrong. This team has not changed. They have not turned it around. If you take John Carlos Stanton's last two weeks away, you take DJ LeMahieu's last week away, not much has changed. Aaron Hicks still sucks. He went one for the weekend. Gary Sanchez went one for the week. Thankfully, that one was a home run. His first since April 3rd, his first extra base hit since April 7th. Aaron Judge is 5 for 29 in May with 15 strikeouts. 15 of his 29 at-bats are strikeouts. He's got no home runs. And three of the five hits he's had in May all came in on May 1st in, in one game. Glaber Torres, he finally hit a home run, his first since the playoffs. Clint Frazier's two for May. Mike Ford is four for the season. And he won't be good enough to be a Yankee when Luke Voigt's activated this week, but he's somehow good enough to bat sixth every fucking day. And Kyle Agashioka, the golden boy who was going to save the season and take Gary Sanchez's job, well, his batting average and on-base percentage are, are quickly falling to his career averages of 192 and 242. So the Yankees aren't back they're not they haven't turned things around the offense isn't where it should be and they're 21 percent of the way through the season a fifth of the way and we still keep hearing the same things from boone we need to play better we need to continue to do the little things blah 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 just fucking hit and for judge to get sunday's game off holy shit the reason they did that was because they have a day off on monday and they wanted to give him the back-to-back days before they go to the trap because the trap has turf and aaron judge can't play baseball on fucking turf it's a problem because the Rays are the Yankees' biggest direct competition for the division, and the Yankees play three series there every single season and either nine or ten games. So that's a problem when your supposed most important player in your lineup can't play 
against your biggest rival on the road because of the ground. It's a problem. But the Yankees, you know, they're fortunate to be where they are right now. They're fortunate to have won two out of three against the Nationals. They're fortunate Bregman threw that ball away and they won two out of three against the Astros. They've won 12 out of 17. They're two games above 500. They passed the test against Houston. They passed the test against Washington. And now comes the test against Tampa, a team they have rarely beat in the trop with Aaron Boone as manager. They've really beat him, period, for a long time. You can even go back to the Joe Girardi era, but under Aaron Boone, it's been fucking awful. They're 1-5 against them this year when the Rays are 14-16 and 16 against everyone else. And as of right now, it does not look like they're going to face Tyler Glasnow. So if you get lucky enough to not face Glasnow, you need to take advantage of that. You know, a couple weeks ago, they were lucky enough to not face John Means in Baltimore in a four-game series. The only fucking guy worth shit in the in the Orioles' rotation, and they only went 2-2 two and two there. So, I can't believe I, we're at a point in this rivalry or this matchup between these two teams that it's become a rivalry because the Rays have beaten the Yankees so bad of late. So, these three games are huge. And then after that, the road trip goes to Baltimore and Texas. The Yankees will play 13 games in 13 days starting on Tuesday. So you can bet your ass on getaway day Sunday in Baltimore and getaway day Thursday in Texas, you're going to see some spring training-esque lineups. They better win against Tampa because Boone's going to start fucking putting Tyler Wade batting third. He's probably going to get Rugnito Dorb back, put him lead off. That's the shit you're going to see as this 13 games in 13 days goes on. So they need to make sure things are clicking at the beginning of these 13 games in 13 days. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Rays huge series begins on Tuesday night at the Trop. I'll be back after Tuesday's game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.